He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. Man, I'll tell you what. You'll, you won't believe what Donald Trump said to me yesterday. You are fake news. Oh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't me, but it probably should have been. What's up? Man, I'll tell you what. I love this week. I love this week, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I appreciate you being here. And if you're watching on Facebook, uh, do me a quick favor. Hit that share button so that we can continue to grow our audience and spread fake news far and wide before Facebook shuts us down, because they're going to start. Facebook's going to start shutting down the show. They're going to accuse us of being fake news, too, and then we won't have anywhere else to go. Uh, By the way, check out my shirt. Fake news. Isn't that great? And I got that a while back, and I'll tell you, it's never been more poignant. When when are they going to add fake news to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary? Do they do that at the end of the year? I'm trying to remember. I think at the end, of, they have like the word or phrase of the year. Uh, like one year, it was totes. Another year, it was, I don't even remember. But it should totally, it should totes be fake news this year, because that's all I hear about every single time I turn on the television uh, and or the radio. Listen, a uh, couple big things again. Once again, please share this broadcast. Like it. Let's get it out to as many people as we can. Let's get as many comments going as we can. I promise I will check in with some of the comments a little later on today. Uh, and also, the podcast. The podcast continues to grow. Now, we have about an eight-week window to get into the new and noteworthy iTunes podcast category. And that's when we really start to see rapid growth. That's when we really start to see a lot of people jump on. And when we get that popularity, we can do bigger and better things, get bigger and better interviews, uh, get more substantial, you know, so we can put something on the wall, maybe. Uh, so if you if you have a moment, if you haven't already, please make sure that there's a link in the description of this video. Please make sure you visit iTunes, you download and subscribe to the podcasts or subscribe and then download, I guess would be the appropriate order. And then also uh, leave a stellar review because, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's not true because it's all, you know, because fake news is all the rage. Let's start there, shall we? Let's start just yesterday, right before this show, Donald Trump's uh, first press conference as president-elect was beginning. It was about a 11.20. I was getting everything together. I pulled a couple of clips for you. I watched as much as I could. And then at 12 noon, we started the show. And about that time, one of the most amazing exchanges between a president-elect a pre- and really any politician, but, but definitely a president-elect or a president and a reporter in the history of everything took place. And here's what happened. Donald Trump was uh, asked about the reports on BuzzFeed and CNN, the one, by the way, I threw it in the trash. We spoke about this yesterday. It was 35 pages. Look, here it is. I, first of all, uh, I, I tried to read through it yesterday, but then when I realized it was all just fiction, I threw it right here in the trash can, which I know what you're thinking. You should recycle, but uh, I don't I don't have a recycle bin in my office. If someone wants to send me one, I'll, I'll put it up. So anyway, I threw that in the trash and I was watching the, the news conference and, and Donald Trump was talking about it. He came out and he said he had that very long diatribe about how he was appreciative of the news organizations, the legitimate ones who were very professional and acted very professionally and, and didn't report these falsehoods, these this fake news, he called it. They didn't report these horrible stories about what he did in, in President Obama's Ritz-Carlton suite in Russia with these prostitutes and defiling the... It was just horrible. Didn't, re, didn't repeat the lies about his claims of, of uh, deep ties, both financial and political, to Russia. They, and he said, look, a lot of you have gone up in my book. But there were two places that really plummeted. One was BuzzFeed, one was CNN. And later in the newscast, when he was taking questions, or in the press conference, rather, when he was taking questions, he commented on those again. Uh, Here's what he had to say. Information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing 
pile of garbage writing it. I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up, it's a disgrace what took place. It's a disgrace. And I think they ought to apologize to start with. Okay, and that was basically him calling to the carpet CNN and BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is the one that that actually printed the 35-page dossier. All of the intricate details, all of the dirty disgustingness, all of the lies. They said, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and print that. BuzzFeed News went ahead and put that uh, went ahead and put that on their website. They mentioned that it was unverified, unsubstantiated, uncorroborated. They had no proof, none whatsoever, that any of that existed. But hey, it doesn't matter. It's BuzzFeed. Oh, and by the way, here's a how to make meatloaf in 30 seconds. Watch that video because that's pretty much that's for, if you're getting your hard news from the same place that will make a list of the top uh, worst or the uh, 10 worst celebrity breast implants of 2017, then you probably need to look elsewhere for news. Now, a lot of people also got news from CNN and CNN went on or Donald Trump went on the uh, offensive with CNN when they tried to ask a question. Jim Acosta responding to Donald Trump said, look, you're attacking us. You're attacking us. Give us a chance to ask a question. And Donald Trump shut him out. Michael Cohn. Sir, since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go since ahead. You're, no, Mr. President-elect. Go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not you. can you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state? Quiet. Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you state categorically? She's asking a question. Don't be rude. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you Give us a question. Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir. You, you are fake news. You are fake. He looks right at Jim Acosta from CNN and says, you are fake news. I love that clip. It's one of, I mean, it's really one of the most amazing clips of, of it's one of the most amazing quotes I've ever seen come from any politician's mouth aimed at a reporter at a press conference. You are fake news. By the way. I should take this opportunity to let you know that today's broadcast is brought to you by the You Are Fake News t-shirt. You Are Fake News. Donald Trump called out CNN for being fake news yesterday. Now you can commemorate the day with this You Are Fake News Donald Trump commemorative t-shirt available in all these fashion colors. Uh, just look for the link in the description of this video or go to Teespring and type in You Are Fake News. Okay. And let's get back to the story. So there's two interesting things about the story, because number one, it was Donald Trump's first press conference. And a lot of folks were saying Donald Trump won, basically, in the battle between Donald Trump and the press, he won. And the battle lines were clearly drawn the night before by BuzzFeed and by CNN. And a lot of other folks were saying, you know, uh, Donald Trump shouldn't have been disrespectful to Jim Acosta. In fact, I was just I turned on the view. I know what you're thinking. I know I, sh I feel dumb even saying it. I turned <laughs> I, I turned on the view when I got home today preparing for the broadcast and I caught a little bit of what they were saying and they were talking it's so it's so ridiculous when people start bringing up the first amendment because it's clear to me that they have no idea what the first amendment stands for what the first amendment means uh freedom of the press there and people were accusing Donald well here I'm getting ahead of myself I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go first to Shepard Smith. Shepard Smith from Fox News, a few hours afterward, finished up his broadcast with this little quip. President-elect Trump today told CNN's Jim Acosta that his organization amounts to fake news. 
CNN's exclusive reporting on the Russian matter was separate and distinctly different from the document dump executed by an online news property. Though we at Fox News cannot confirm CNN's report, it is our observation that its correspondents followed journalistic standards and that neither they nor any other journalists should be subjected to belittling and delegitimizing by the president-elect of the United States. You know, whenever I watch Shepard Smith, I always have the same reaction. I, I'll be watching TV and I'll see Shepard Smith and I'll grab my remote control and I'll hit the button. I'll go, turn to Fox News Channel because I just assume I'm on CNN. And then Xfinity is like, you're on Fox News Channel. I'm like, oh, that's right. I, I totally forgot. But Shepard Smith came to, to, to CNN's defense on Fox News. Shouldn't be surprising to anyone because Shepard Smith is one of the most far left leaning reporters, not just on Fox News Channel, but on any network. And the fact of the matter is he's just, you know, thinking about himself. He's making sure that his resume is up to date. In a couple of years, Fox News may get tired of him. They may realize that ah, we don't really need a place for you. You're not really you're not really enticing to our audience and you're not really providing them with product that they want to consume. And they may cut him loose. Uh, and what happens then is he's got to go someplace else. There's not a lot of other cable news networks. CNN's the only other place to go. And so I think it's good. It's in his best interests to be a friend to CNN. Because, let's face it, he may one day be knocking on their door saying, hey, it's Shep Smith. Uh, you guys got a minute? Because something went over it. I need to talk to you guys. If you guys are hiring, I, you know, I need a minute of your time. So Shepard Smith attacks Donald Trump. Then on The View today, they started attacking Donald Trump and they said they were angry and that no president should uh, speak to the press this way and that we have a First Amendment. Again, this is the thing that always baffles me. We have a First Amendment right to a free press that Donald Trump cannot refuse a question from a reporter because of freedom of the press, which, which always makes my head explode because it just makes me realize nobody really understands what freedom of the press is. Nobody really understands the Bill of Rights, what's written. I don't even know if the women on The View or anyone else who claims this is a violation of our free press, of our First Amendment rights, Anyone else who claims that's a violation, they clearly have never even read the simple text of the Bill of Rights. And for those of you watching who are maybe unfamiliar with it as well, let me share it with you. Here is the Bill of Rights. I've circled amendment number one there. That's the first amendment. That's, that's the one that everyone says is the most important. And that's why they made it first. Very important basis of our demo uh, democratic society. And so here we go. The First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Okay. So clearly, the freedom of the press clause in the First Amendment to the Bill of Rights of the Constitution states that Congress shall pass no law, which Congress did not. Donald Trump, the president-elect of the United States, refusing to call on a reporter because he doesn't like the guy and doesn't believe in the, in the uh, what, uh, I mean, I don't even know what the right word is, doesn't believe in the integrity of the news organization that he's reporting for or on behalf of, has nothing to do with the First Amendment. It's not violating anyone's rights. Look, trust me, I know about this. I'm pretty big. You know, I've been in the press for a while. I'm part of the media and I'm, I'm very familiar with the First Amendment. I'm very familiar with, with the right of the press, what we have the right to say and print and publish and what we don't. I'm not going to tell you how. Let me just say there have been a few lawsuits 
that I've that have been pointed in my direction. And so I've sat with a bunch of attorneys and I've learned the difference between libel and slander and fake news and fiction uh, and, you know, why it's important to say things like allegedly because you could end up in a lot of hot water. But Donald Trump saying, no, I'm not going to answer your question, has absolutely nothing to do with the Bill of Rights. It has nothing to do with freedom of the press. It has nothing to do with the First Amendment. And press people are the worst at this. They think, and Shep Smith, forget that guy, dude. He's such a pansy. Here's the problem. Shep Smith and all these other people in the media that are whining and crying about their First Amendment rights being violated need to understand that freedom of the press is a, is a two-way street. Yes, you can write anything you want. You can say anything you want. You can accuse people of anything you want. You can publish. You can draw. You can broadcast anything that you want. But that doesn't mean that there are zero repercussions. It just means that Congress can pass no law telling you you can't do that. And in other countries where they don't have a free press, usually what happens is if you say something that the president doesn't like or you do something that the president doesn't like, you end up either A, in jail, or B, in front of a firing squad where they pump you full of lead and you die. That's what a free press is. It means that here in the United States of America, when you write something as a member of the press or you put together a piece for television or radio, you can do it. And you don't have to worry about the, the heavy hand of the government coming and crashing down on you. You don't need to worry about getting audited. Well, unless you're a political talk show host and Barack Obama's the president. You don't have to worry about somebody knocking on your door and stealing your camera equipment or your computer or your typewriter if you're 80 years old and you still use a typewriter. You don't have to worry about going to jail or losing your life for the words that you say, print, broadcast, and publish. That's freedom of the press. It doesn't mean that you can act like a jerk to the president and expect him to still like you. There will be repercussions for your actions. And if you say that the president-elect of the United States went to Russia and got an expensive hotel room and a bunch of Russian hookers to do nasty things on the same bed that Michelle and Barack Obama stayed on just because he hates the guy, and none of it is corroborated, none of it is true, none of it has any bearing in, in, in truth or, or, I mean, I mean it's, fan, it's fantastic, the story that they came up with. You can do all that if you want to, but don't sit in the press conference and whine about not getting called on. Be lucky you're in that press conference in the first place, because next time it's going to happen, Donald Trump's going to have your ass thrown out. And he's well within his right to do so, because look again, there is nothing here at all. There is nothing here at all that says, uh, okay, Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech. It doesn't say uh, the press has the right to ask questions of Donald Trump at a press conference in Trump Tower. It doesn't say you even have the right to attend the press conference. You are there by invitation only. You are there at the pleasure of the president. And if the president is not pleased with you, he will lock you out. He's done it before. He will do it again. And you have only yourself to blame. It's business, folks. It's show business. If you write something stupid about somebody, don't go asking them for a favor the very next day. We all know that. You know how many meetings I've been in with people that I may or may not have said something about allegedly on the radio or written something about in an article, and then they call up to complain? It's because they're mad. It's because they're angry. And they have a right to do so. And you're, you've never experienced this before because every other politician has been polished. Every other politician has been fake and phony and really political. 
They don't want to tick off the press because they want great press coverage from everyone. They want the same brilliant exposure from the Washington Post as they get from NBC News, as they get from the New York Times, as they get from Breitbart, whatever. Donald Trump doesn't need any of that. First of all, he knows he ain't going to get it. Second of all, he's got Twitter. And if he wants to say something, he will tweet it out. Speaking of Twitter, let's talk about Kellyanne Conway, because what Shepard Smith said is not true. Let me refresh me. Here's what Shepard Smith said. President-elect Trump today told CNN's Jim Acosta that his organization amounts to fake news. CNN's exclusive reporting on the Russian matter was separate and distinctly different from the document dump executed by an online news property. Though we at Fox News cannot confirm CNN's report, it is our observation that its correspondents followed journalistic standards and that neither they nor any other journalists should be subjected to belittling and delegitimizing by the president-elect of the United States. Let me turn my mic back. This is fake news. This in and of itself is fake news. What Shepard Smith said was... uh, Uh, CNN's exclusive reporting on the Russian matter was separate and distinctly different from the document dump executed by an online news property. And that is that is fake news right there. And I know because I'm a fake news junkie. That is fake news. And I can prove it. Here is a tweet from Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway was on Seth Meyers, which is also fake news. And she wrote, uh, oh, here's what CNN Politics wrote. She clipped this and she sent it out on her Twitter so everyone would know. CNN has reviewed a 35-page compilation of the memos from which the two-page synopsis was drawn. The memos have since been published by BuzzFeed. This lettering, these, these five words, since been published by BuzzFeed in blue are a link. We all know that because we all use computers. And when you click on that link, guess where it takes you? To BuzzFeed. They published the documents the same way that BuzzFeed did. They added credibility to BuzzFeed and they gave you a direct link. This is, had they published the 35 pages themselves, it would have been no different. It would have been, if they said, we have the 35 pages right here, click this link and you open them, it's no different. You are pushing your audience, people who look to you as a source of credible news and information, to an incredible place to read a fantasy's tale that sounds like it's out of some kind of weird, demented pornography script. And it's based on supposedly the the president-elect of the United States. Publishing a link is basically the same as publishing the thing. Now, people will argue that. But in IMHO, in my humble opinion, they are not... They did not, what Shepard Smith said, uh, execute or when it dis- oh, they were they were not separate and distinctly different from the document dump executed by an online news property because they pointed their website directly to that document dump by an online news property. And Kellyanne Conway called them out on it. And so did Donald Trump. But CNN is going to win in the here's here's the thing about CNN. CNN will never die. For those of you that think it will. CNN, I know a lot of folks were excited when Hillary Clinton lost and Donald Trump came to, to, to power. I know a lot of people were excited when they started seeing these clips that Donald Trump was promoting. Uh, CNN will never die because they're as, as dumb as they are, and I hate to call people dumb, so I'll just call the whole news organization dumb. As dumb as they are, they are very smart business people. 
And the reason is they have chosen an audience, a, a rabid audience, a passionate audience, and they are feeding that audience. They are supplying that audience with the exact kind of product that that, that audience desires. And that's why they continue to be successful and will continue to be successful. And they're going to they're going to look at the last election. And, you know, they're not going to see that Donald Trump won the electoral vote. They're going to see that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. And they're going to say, wow, there's so many more Democrats in this country, which is true. There are. And so we've got to keep we've got to keep producing this liberal junk and we've got to keep attacking the Republicans. The biggest and loudest and most easily attacked uh, attackable is Donald Trump, the president elect. But it's not going to stop there. It's going to go to every one of his Supreme Court nominees. It's going to go to every one of his uh, staff members and cabinet members. Every time he makes an executive order or an executive action, every time he puts his name on a new hotel or, or every episode of The Apprentice that his name appears on, he's going to be continually attacked. They brought, up, they brought up his stupid tax returns again, which really nobody seems to care about. And when Donald Trump asked who cares about it, people applauded. Nobody cares except for the press. And of course, the Democrats. So CNN has carved out a niche for themselves. Anyone who's a marketing expert, anyone who's done any marketing online or otherwise knows the first thing you do is define your audience, find your niche. And, and left-leaning, far left-leaning, biased reporting is CNN's niche. And they do it better than anybody. They do it better than anybody. They've hired the best in the business at being biased. That's a lot of bees. That's alliteration, by the way, uh, if you're one of those people that doesn't know what the Constitution is. And so they're going to succeed uh, forever. They've, they've, they're doing it really well. Fox News, they are more uh, Republican. They're more conservative-leaning. They're also more moderate than CNN. I mean, anyone's really more moderate than CNN. And that's why they're going to continue to succeed. It's the people that are wishy-washy and in the middle. Those are the ones uh, that tend to fail. Now, CNN does have one problem. CNN does have one problem, and that is this merger. It's the Time Warner AOL merger. Uh, this could, you know, it, look, they've already angered Donald Trump. He's not going to take any of their questions. At least he didn't last time. But there's an even bigger amount at stake for CNN. They are part of the Time Warner AT&T merger. And AT&T may make the spinoff of uh, CNN part of the plan if they meet any kind of uh, objections from Congress or the Senate or the White House. If they get, if they're going in for this merger and all of a sudden you see, hey, you know what, CNN's going to grow as a part of this? No, we don't like that. Time Warner, they don't, or AT&T rather, they don't care. They don't want CNN. CNN doesn't make nearly as much money as the rest of their properties, their entertainment properties. So they'll spin it off. And that's when it's going to get tough for CNN. It, it, people, you know, you need to realize you, you can't just treat the people in power this way without repercussion. That's not at all what the uh, that's not at all what freedom of the of the press is, what freedom of the speech is. All right. Uh, we're going to my mother texted me. She needs uh, my help. I know. So I'm going to wrap this up in about 10 minutes. But first, before I do that, two very quick. Oh, wait, I have to tell you about the Washington Post. Forget it. Unless you can wait. The Washington Post. Let me, let me explain to you on the heels of this Donald Trump, uh, Jim Acosta battle that erupted at Trump Tower during the press conference on the heels of that minutes later, a reporter from The Washington Post named Doris Trong. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Forgive me if it's not. Doris Trong was caught on camera taking pictures with her cell phone of Rex Tillerson's notes at his secretary of state confirmation hearing. This is everyone. I reached out to her. I tweeted her and I said, hey, um, 
I said, hey, I want you to... Uh, I want you to um, come on my show. Let's talk. Give me a call. I'd love to find out what happened. She ignored me. I got no, I mean, I didn't, didn't expect a response. Um, maybe I should have sent her a picture because she's into that. But listen, here's camera footage from uh, the uh, from the Senate subcommittee he uh, hearing of Rex Tillerson to be the next Secretary of State. And here's, this is Doris. And she. this is where Rex Tillerson's notes are right here. And look, she's like, oh, I think I'll just... I'll, I'll take a picture of her notes and oh, and then I'll talk to this guy. So nothing looks suspicious. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was just, I was just checking things out. And you know what? Uh, you guys go, I'm going to take one more picture because I don't, I don't want to make sure it's clear. Yeah. Is that clear? Oh, wait, bread, milk, honey. What, what is this? This is the lamest list ever. <laughs> so she took a picture of the notes. And my big question for her was, well, I had two questions. Number one, I wanted to know what the notes said. And number two, I wanted to know what she planned to do with them. Because you would assume that a Washington Post reporter taking a picture of someone else's private notes is going to use them in some kind of official capacity. What was she hoping to glean from taking a picture of Rex Tillerson's notes? Was she going to do what BuzzFeed did and just document dump them all over the Washington Post main page? Was she going to, uh, you know, in, try to investigate? I mean, could she even read them is the question. They're handwritten notes. And it's, I'm not really sure what the point of that is. Also, it was pretty dumb because she's on camera the whole time, and now that video's everywhere. But it just goes to show that this journalistic integrity that everybody's talking about, how Shepard Smith says CNN and these other news outlets have distanced themselves from BuzzFeed, not really. Not really. BuzzFeed got caught. I mean, they didn't get caught. They basically said, here, have at it. We're going to put this on our front page, and you guys, you guys, you know, uh, you guys make up your own mind. But these other agencies, they're doing literally the same thing. They're just not getting caught until now. More technology, more cameras, more citizen journalists, more people like me and you and Infowars and Drudge Report and Breitbart and bloggers and just anyone with a Twitter account or a Snapchat, uh, anyone on Gab, they're going to be able to find the truth and get it out there. That's why Facebook is also shaking in its boots. Facebook, Facebook had to, uh, hold on, I had this article too. Facebook had to announce yesterday because they were now one of the 10 most hated companies in the United States, which never happens to them. Man, everybody always loves Facebook. They had to announce yesterday that they're basically creating new policies again. Uh, they're launching a project to improve the ties with the news media to eliminate fake news. Now, this is ironic because now we have the fake news coming directly from the news media that Facebook is tying themselves to in an effort to combat fake news. It's a vicious circle. It's a vicious circle. And uh, like all circles, it's just going to go around and around and around. And now that I mention that, you will probably never see this Facebook video again. If they haven't cut off this feed yet already, I would be shocked. It, it'll definitely be buried. It'll definitely be buried in your newsfeed. Uh, and if you shared it, uh, no one's going to no one's going to ever see it. I I've already experienced that with Facebook. All right, let's get to a couple of comments. And then uh, I have to go get my mother from the doctor because uh, something's going on with her. Uh, let's see what we have here. We have. Uh, let's see. Oh, good. Here we go. Uh, Rick Schaff says, how did she get access with a backpack? That's a great question. I guess they checked her backpack, maybe being a report. That was a big backpack, though, wasn't it? I mean, come on. Have you seen? She's a newspaper reporter. What the hell is she carrying around in this? She works for the Washington Post. It's not like she's got a camera. I mean, she's obviously taking pictures with her cell phone. Here, look at this again. Where is her? Where? Oh, here it is. I mean, she looks like she's going hiking. I think there's a water bottle. There's a wa clearly a water bottle in there. There's two water bottles. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe she was. Maybe, maybe she's hiking back to New York. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, she did have a big bag. I'm not sure how she got in there. Um, but you know, it, all she needed was the cell phone. Uh, I bet those notes were left out on purpose. She got punked to prove a point of how insidious and nefarious fake news are and who they are. The faces within those networks that are hawking the fake news. Tommy Lee. Tommy, that's a great point. You know, uh, Donald Trump did report that he also was doing his own little sting operation to find out who in the uh, intelligence and community was um, in charge of leaking the information, the uh, the 35-page dossier to BuzzFeed and the rest of the media. Maybe it was. Maybe Rex Tillerson was playing a joke, said, I'm going to go pee. And uh, in the meantime, uh, let me leave these notes here and leave those cameras rolling. Uh, let's see. Tanya Teet. Ha ha ha. Facebook. Oh my God. There's no way they can stop it all. Uh, Robbie Wilson. I was an unapologetic Bill Clinton supporter in my uninformed youth. I found the way out. Robbie, you know, with age comes wisdom. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. We were all silly back then. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I wasn't. Uh, waterboard her at Gitmo. Well, that seems harsh. Uh, Deanna Fain. Hopefully she can't read cursive and will gain nothing from them. I'll tell you what, if anyone ever took a picture of the notes I made, I don't make a lot of notes. I just kind of go stream of consciousness. But if you ever took a picture of the notes that I took, you'd never be able to decipher them. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'll go to my wife, I'll be like, what the hell did I write? What is that? And she'll look at it and go, I don't know. Just can't you just use your iPhone like normal people? Uh, yes, McCain did send this information to the FBI, but he is backtracking now too. Tanya Teet. The McCain. Th- All right, let me talk to you about the McCain thing. Here's the thing with John McCain. John McCain was given this dossier of information. He looked at it. He gave it to the FBI and said, here, you might want to investigate it. As much as I'm not a John McCain fan, as much as I'm not a fan of John McCain, and as much as I know that he hates Donald Trump, and as much as I know he did everything to stop Donald Trump, and as much as I think his time in the Senate has come and gone, and come on, Ted Cruz, come on, Ron DeSantis, let's get those term limits up and ready, running pronto, because... I mean, John McCain been there forever, forever and a day. So as much as I'm not a fan of John McCain, I do also have to admit that given the circumstances, I would probably do the same thing. I mean, this look here, let me, let me go in the, let me go dumpster diving again. If you look at this report, I mean, it seems legit on the outset. I mean, as legit as this kind of dumb report can be. Uh, But, you know, you look at it, it says confidential, sensitive source. It's talking about Trump and Russia and, and, you know, horrible acts of disgustingness and bribery. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to throw it away? Or are you going to say, you know what, maybe, you know, see something, say something. That's what we teach everybody. If there's a backpack at the bus terminal, you don't just walk away from it. You go tell the police, hey, there's a backpack at the bus terminal. Okay. So I don't blame John McCain for giving it to the FBI. I do blame whoever it was in the FBI or the CIA or the the, the other intelligence agencies who leaked it to the press. I do blame them. But John McCain was just doing what any of us, I hope, would do. Take sensitive information and turn it over to someone who knows, you know, could who could look at it. You would think the FBI would look at it and say, this is fake. Evidently, they didn't do that. Somebody took at it and, you know, gave it to the gave it to the media. What anyway? So I, I don't bl- look one time I was at the airport with my kids and I had a black backpack and the kids had their suitcases and we were running around and the bus pulled up it was at Reagan National Airport. Bus pulls up at Reagan National Airport. We all get off. I get the kids bags. We go through security. We get to the gate. My daughter looks at me and says, Daddy, can I have uh, my iPad? And I go for my black bag and it's not there. And I freak out because I have three iPads, a computer, headphones, and like all sorts of other really important and expensive stuff in this black bag. It's nowhere to be found. 
So I race back to security. They don't have it. I race back to the terminal. It's nowhere there. I think to myself, where was I? Where was I? Oh my God, the bus, the bus. And I call somebody over. I say, I left a black backpack on the bus. And they go, hold on, sir. We'll radio the bus. So they radio the bus driver. And the bus driver goes, yeah, I'm pulled over outside the terminal. Have them come get it. And I run outside the terminal. And the bus that we were on that transported us from the rental car area to the terminal was pulled over on the side of the road. And the driver was about 20 paces off. The blinking uh, parking lights were on. And surrounding the bus were six armed uh, Kevlar vested police operatives. And I walked up to the bus and them said, excuse me one second, sir. I said, I think I left my bag on that bus. And they said, one moment. And then a guy, another police operative with the biggest, baddest looking uh, German shepherd I've ever seen walks off the bus. He's got the German shepherd that looks like it could literally rip my throat out with one bite in one hand and my black backpack in the other. And he walks over to me and says, sir, is this your black backpack? And I said, yes. And he said, can you please verify the contents? And I go, there's like an iPad with the Hello Kitty case. And there's another iPad with a Green Bay Packers sticker on it. Cause that's my kids at Green Bay Packers. Fan. And he goes, okay, this is yours. And he hands me this backpack, which is now covered with a good eight ounces of dog slobber. And he said, have a nice day. And I walk over to the bus driver. I go, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And he looks at me and goes, happens all the time. Because he's trained that when somebody leaves a black backpack on the bus in the uh, at, at a Washington, D.C. airport, that you call somebody who can investigate it and see if it's actually, you call somebody to bring in a gosh darn humongous dog to stick their slobbery face in it and smell it for explosives. And if there's no explosives, you give it back to the bald-headed idiot who left it there. That's all John McCain was doing. He was, he was giving the black backpack to the, to the German shepherd to sniff it out. So I don't blame him for that. All right, listen, I got to go. Uh, please, oh, for the love of God, please do me a favor and go to iTunes because we are this close. We are on the pinnacle. I can feel it. We are on the precipice, precipice, precipice of being in the new and noteworthy. And I want to definitely get it. We only have eight weeks to do it. Uh, that happens when you download the podcast, when you subscribe to the podcast, when you leave positive reviews for the podcast. So please do all of that and more. And I will continue to do this Facebook live feed, YouTube videos, and this podcast every single day. 